Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. What's up, guys? It's Nikki Arden, travel agent at Pineapple Escapes, and you are listening to the Travel Tidbits podcast. Today, I am joined with fellow agent and fellow lover of all things spooky, Michelle Breyer. What is up, Michelle? I am really stoked to be talking about this topic today. This is one of my favorite things. Yes, same. (laughs) Today, yeah, so today I have my pumpkin spice cold brew my fall candles are a burning. There's a slight chill in the air. Well, at least there was this morning. It's kind of warmed <laughs> up a little bit. Yeah. And my goodness, the vibes are set to the perfect fall aesthetic. Yeah, it's witch season, Michelle. You know, it's our time. So ready. I've got my sage burning. <laughs> yes, yes. All that positive energy, we're going to bring that Because today's topic is, um, yeah, well, it's spooky, guys. It's just, that's just all I'm going to say. It's a little, um, a little dark, a little fun, maybe macabre, you know, depending on how you, how you look on it. This topic has sort of evolved from spookiest travel destinations, hint, they go, spoiler alert, that's what we're talking about today, (laughs) to spookiest on the East Coast. Because, I mean, as Michelle and I were, were talking before, you know, we started recording, there are just so many places on this earth to visit that for one reason or another is creepy or is scary, you know, whether it's from a haunting or paranormal sighting or from a, you know, disturbing history or, you know, sometimes a combination of the two. And yeah, so yeah, today we are going to talk about a few places on the East Coast that Michelle and I find, you know, spooky. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a side note, I think, I think a fun drinking game would be, you know, to have a drink every time I say the word spooky and, you know, and see how wasted everybody gets. (laughs) (laughs) That might be a game that nobody wants to play if they have to drive home because I have a feeling we're going to say spooky a lot. Yeah, obviously don't do this while you're driving. <laughs> uh, if you're, but if you're at home in the comfort of your home and you've got your fall, you know, candles burning and your sage going and, you know, you feel that chill of fall in the air, tune in and, you know, drink every time I say the word spooky. That'll be fun. Okay, so let's get started. <laughs> I'm going to start with a place, you know, that is close to my home and very close to my heart. Savannah, Georgia. If you know me, you know I love Savannah. Downtown Savannah is home to historic architecture, beautiful squares, a thriving cultural scene, and ghosts. (laughs) So around last year, around this time, I recorded a podcast on Savannah Ghost Tours. Shameless plug. You should definitely check that out. I'll link it in the show notes. And So basically, in case you didn't know, Savannah is famously haunted, and many of the most popular haunted places are hotels where you can actually stay the night with some of the ghosts, which, I mean, I'd totally stay there. I don't know. I don't know about you, Michelle, but I would totally definitely stay in a haunted hotel. 
I would be up for the challenge, but I might need maybe a flashlight, some holy water, a crucifix. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could definitely bring all that. I'm pretty sure you can put that all that in your your carry on. Maybe, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's TSA approved. All the all those yeah. items, maybe not the. I guess the the holy water you have to stick it to under three ounces, but you're you'll right. be good. <laughs> so. A few of the more popular haunted locations in Savannah are the Marshall House, which was a former Civil War hospital. It also, you know, served during the as a hospital during the the yellow fever epidemic and was later turned into a hotel. People who have stayed there have heard non-existent children running up and down the halls and they have had faucets turn themselves on and off. So just all in all, you know, creepy. So another location that you can stay in is the 1790 Inn and Restaurant. This Inn and Restaurant has a multitude of hauntings, including a slave cook and servant boy, and also Anna, one of Savannah's more famous ghosts, who haunts the upstairs bedrooms waiting for her long lost love. How sweet is that? I just sounds creepy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when if I were a ghost, same, you know, I've just, I would definitely be waiting around for, you know, my long lost love to come back and meet me in the afterlife. It's just sad though. Honestly, that's just sad. Um, <laughs> Very. There are many places in Savannah. I mean, I can go, like I did an entire podcast on Savannah ghost tours and I can actually, I could have an entire series on all the different haunted locations in Savannah, but I'll just talk about one more place. I could literally talk about it all day. I was going to say, we're going to need to make like a bucket list for you and I, and we need to hit yes. the road together. Yes, I think we should. I think that that would be a good, like, you're listening to our, this is how Michelle and I, <laughs> how our brain starts to make these like random yeah random bursts of we have to do this about this idea we will and it will happen yep so you guys are here and like at the precipice of all of this so you know later on down the road you can be like oh i remember listening to all these plans when they first came to fruition and then you know you get we'll bring you all along (laughs) when we do (laughs) when all of these do happen but yes we're definitely going to take a a nice um, road trip (laughs) to see all the spooky spooky places but yeah the last place is the pirate's house because on who doesn't love pirates um (laughs) so the pirate's house is one of savannah's more famous restaurants that used to be a saloon and rest stop for literal pirates you guys it's i mean it's just how you can't get much cooler than that and it's a pretty decent restaurant it's got you know four stars and over 1800 you know yelp reviews so it's it's pretty good if you've ever been on one of those hop on hop off trolley tours in Savannah, um, they more than likely mentioned the pirate's house and they probably dropped you off there and, you know, you, you were able to get the, the food. So because of that, because, you know, it is a, a main stop. Some people can kind of say that it's a little tourist trappy, but I mean, to be honest, it's, it's got good food decent prices and you know the history of the place kind of make up for it so you know well who doesn't love a a tourist strappy place i'm always curious to see why things are so like instagram or tiktok you know worthy so i mean it definitely sounds like something i'd be into yeah definitely and 
yeah, like I'm saying, like just because something can be labeled as a tourist trap, you still you still want to visit it. I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of places that we go to are considered tourist traps, but we still visit because of the history. Because you know, you you want to see what the hype is about, and yeah. I mean, it's up to you if you want to purchase the Savannah shot glasses or whatever your preferred <laughs> souvenir is. Also, side note. My preferred souvenirs are Christmas ornaments and coffee mugs, but they have to be like really, really, really good mugs. And are you um, talking like a unique, like a unique kind of like type of mug? Yes, but it, it, a unique mug. But I also like really large mugs, like like that could fit almost a bowl of soup. You know what I mean? Like I love like ridiculously sized. Yes. Yes, yep. like uh, obnoxiously yep. big because I do <laughs> like coffee. I'm like one of the Gilmore girls. Uh, you know how they have those huge mugs of coffee? That is me. That is me. All day long till it's t- till it's time for wine. Yes, you get it. You get it. <laughs> gotcha. Before this podcast, I was like debating between like, should I drink my cold brew while we're recording or should I get my truly? It was really like, that was the, my debate. So yeah, you get it. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. It is. It's almost five here. So, you know, we're good. <laughs> Michelle, what's your, what's your preferred souvenir? You know, I'm like you, I have my Christmas ornaments. I've got my coffee mugs, which I over time, like get tired of, or the dishwasher says it's time for it to go. Like they'll fade. But I also love a good magnet Mm -hmm. and also something like unique. I'm very into and I'll mention it later when we talk about Salem. Um, I'm into thrift shops, getting those like hard to find discontinued things. Mm -hmm. So that for me is, you know, in in the souvenir genre as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I also so I like to find something that is like a thousand percent unique to that location that I'm traveling to. And, you know, so basically the only place you can get this one thing is at that location. And then I yep. will buy it as a souvenir. You know, when I, when we were in Greece, they were making this like um, all kinds of things out of olive, olive tree wood. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. And I was like, okay, this is going to cost me a fortune to take this home. But, you know, I bought a bunch of stuff because it was just beautiful. And I didn't know, I'd never seen anything back like, like it in yeah. the States. So. Okay, so uh, I apologize for that little detour, but um, <laughs> I, I just, you know, back to spooky. <laughs> so the next place on our little spooky tour of the East Coast is the Amityville House in New York. So Amityville is this quaint little village located in Long Island, New York, which I think I'm pretty sure it's home to someone else. I just, I cannot for the life of me remember who else. (laughs) Maybe you can tell by the sound of my voice and the the words like dog, radiator, (laughs) coffee. Yeah, I am a Long Islander, not native. I wasn't born here. I grew up in New York City, but I currently live in Long Island. I moved here for my family to have a backyard and a fence and all those wonderful things that I didn't have as a child. Right. So yeah, we're going to talk about something local to me now. Yes, yes. The yeah. infamous Anne, oh, I cannot say that. Amityville. Amityville. <laughs> Amityville House. It's located at 108 Ocean Avenue. 
I'm pretty sure they may have changed the address. Michelle, you can verify. They yeah. did. And yeah, when it's when it's my turn to share that with you, <laughs> we'll talk GPS and whatnot. Right. Okay. So just a brief history, because that's, you know, that's my forte. The Amityville house was made popular by the gruesome murder that took place there in 1974. On November 13th, 1974, 23-year-old Ronald DeFeo Jr. shot and killed his entire family with a 35 caliber rifle. The victims were Ronald Jr.'s parents, Ronald DeFeo Sr., who was 43, Louise DeFeo, also 43, and his four siblings, Dawn, 18, Allison, 13, Mark, 12, and John, 9. May they rest in peace. All were shot in their beds while they were sleeping. It's horrible and gruesome. There's a ton of controversy regarding the specifics of this case. For example, DeFeo claimed that he sedated his family, but there were no signs of sedatives. And the fact that no one except for Louise and Allison were awake when they were shot it's just weird, meaning that, you know, only two people woke from the sounds of gunshots. It's, it's sus. So then there's the conflicting stories from DeFeo about how the murders were carried out. Yeah. So in the end, Ronald DeFeo Jr. was charged and later found guilty and sentenced for six counts of second degree murder in 1975. So in December of 1975, the DeFeo home was bought by George and Kathy Lutz. And they, along with their three children, moved into the house. And only 28 days later, the Lutzes literally fled in the night from their house, claiming that they were terrorized by a paranormal entity living there. So the Amityville Horror is a book written by Jay Anson, and it's based on the Lutz family's experiences while they lived in their house in Amityville. There have been, you know, movies based on this book. And I mean, everybody knows the story. Right. Or maybe they think they know the story. Of course, you know, books and movies, they will always, you know, jazz up the action. Yep. Michelle, you're a local. Tell me about the real Amityville house. So a couple things I can share with you. I took a trip to Amityville, which is for me is like a 30 to 40 minute drive from where I am. So it's not, a you know, not long of a trip, depending on traffic. So the first thing I had to do before I went over was to you know, look up the address. So I already knew from others that the address was changed. So that is a fact. And it's no longer 108 Ocean Ave. Not going to share with you the other address. You can right. look that up if you'd like. But it's a uh, drove up. It's a beautiful home. Different family owns it now. Several different families had owned that property, which not many may know is right in the backyard is a canal. Okay, so you've got a home on a canal. I've heard stories that the canal is haunted and that there are, you know, souls at the bottom of the canal. I also heard, and again, it's all like hearsay and what people, you know, tell in terms of tales, that the Lutz family, George Lutz purchased it with the intent of buying it, sensationalizing everything, and then, you know, looking to make a profit on the home. Right. So, you know, was it, I mean, who buys a house and then 28 days later, if it's not haunted, says, yeah, you know what? I'm out of here. It's, it's not something you're going to really do. Yeah. 
I also, while I was in Amityville, I took a walk over to the Amityville Apothecary, which is one of my favorite stores. And it's, you know, it's basically a store that carries crystals. Um, they do tarot card readings. They sell essential oils, spell candles, etc. And I was talking to one of the associates there and I said, you know, I just um, took a drive over to the Amityville house. And she said, yeah, you know, the mom, she's got children and the mom of the, uh, you know, of the family doesn't want anything to do with you know, any of the sensationalism. There's also talk that the chair, original chair from the DeFeo family is still in the home. And that I'm not sure if it's, if it was the husband or who it was, but someone had passed after getting shot in that chair. Uh Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, things that circulate. Some can be rumors, some can be, I mean, you know, only the people that experience things know for sure. Right. But it's a beautiful home and you wouldn't know otherwise, you know, what's gone on in the past. DeFeo himself actually died in custody in um, 2021. He, he was 69 years old. Yep. It's a tragedy. It's a, a, a horrible story. But the, you know, the sensationalism of, of hauntings and I mean, you know, Unless there's something clearly wrong with you or you are possessed, what causes someone to shoot their entire family? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we're never going to get any straight answers, right? He's right. passed on, the family has passed. But um, I understand the uh, the curiosity and the lure to learn more. Right. And, and yes, it is a morbid curiosity. But there are a lot of people who you know, who enjoy that type of stuff. And obviously I am one of them. So I was going to say, we, we have two in the house right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, I think it's important to really, you know, make a point. And there were victims, you know, yep. that perished in that house. And so it's really important to remember. That's why I named them. I gave their ages. Yeah. You know, those are people. At the end of the day, it's been sensationalized by the book and all of the movies. And then the now the Conjuring movies have even mentioned them. Right. And the Conjuring movies are not factual. I mean, they're they're not. I mean, they're some of the just the main facts. I don't know if it's just to kind of step away from the actual tragedy that happened, which would be great uh, if they if they did that for that reasons or if they did it just so they didn't get sued. Yeah. You know, all of that, you know, it takes away from the fact that a family was killed and ruined. And read, like you said, whether you believe that it was paranormal or possession of some sort, it's still at the end of the day, it's still, you know, it's it's an interesting story, especially with the fact that, I mean, DeFeo's story was changing, you know, every five seconds. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this family, the Lutz family just fled their home in the middle of the night it just it's so it's so interesting and that's why you know there have been so many movies and and things related to it so yeah thank you for sharing michelle oh no problem yeah so i want to put a little honorable mention in here since we're in new york i want to mention sleepy hollow you know if you know me you know that i am a literature nerd i just cannot Mm -hmm. 
talk about spooky places in New York without mentioning Sleepy Hollow, which was made famous by Washington Irving's story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, written in 1819. Visitors of Sleepy Hollow can experience gothic mansions, haunted hayrides, live theater performances of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and of course, sighting of the Headless Horseman himself. Well, I haven't actually visited Sleepy Hollow. It's it's definitely on my list, mainly so that I can live out my fantasy where I am Christina Ricci's character <laughs> from the Tim Burton film adaptation. I mean, that movie gives perfect Halloween vibes. I definitely recommend it to anyone who's wanting to, you know, watch it. It's it's a great Halloween movie. It's dark and gothic. It has Johnny Depp and mm-hmm. music by Danny Elfman. I mean, is it a little campy? Yeah, absolutely. But do I still love it? <laughs> yeah, you bet I do. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I uh, like it's, it's that's kind of a, you know, it's one of those things that the book, you know, Irving's book is what made that town what it is, popular. what it's known for. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, there's no like actual headless horsemen or hauntings. I don't know. Maybe, you know, who knows? I have a couple of, um, things to add there that regarding Sleepy Hollow, you can take a tour Mm -hmm. of the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery and learn about the history of the burial ground. You can learn about Ichabod Crane's flight from the Headless Horseman in Amherst. There's also five haunted houses that you can go to if that's your thing. I absolutely love doing haunted houses. Yep. And you mentioned the hayride that you can take. There's also a block party that goes on in conjunction with that hayride in October. Cool. And you can buy tickets in advance. And if you want to know more about that, you can go to www.sleepyhollowny.org. Ticket information, more details about the hayride and whatnot. I hear that it's quite, I mean, it's not like a hayride, like your pumpkin picking, Nikki. Right. I've heard stories. Now, listen, I have not done the hayride yet myself. So that's on my list. But I've heard people get their legs grabbed when they're sitting on the edge. Oh, yeah. Spooks out of, like, nowhere. That it's really, you know, something to be um, experienced. Yeah. That sounds right up my alley. Doesn't it? Screaming at the top of your lungs. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So, yes. Add Sleepy Hollow to our list, Michelle. The one that we have, you know. In our head. That we have okay, going. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. It is time to talk about Salem. I could. Dun, dun, dun. I think, yeah. Literally, we could do an entire series on the history of Salem and the, the witch trials. But that's not why you're here. If Hey, if, if that's what you want, let us know. We will. I'll gladly. Gladly. So anyways, just a brief history. Uh, everybody knows about it. So. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but several centuries ago, many practicing Christians and those of other religions, they had a strong belief that the devil could give certain people known as witches the power to harm others in return for their loyalty. A witchcraft craze rippled through Europe from the 1300s to the end of the 1600s. Tens of thousands of supposed witches, mostly women, were executed. Tens of thousands of mostly yep. women were executed in Europe. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> okay, so that's Europe. Now, in the Massachusetts colony, 
the Puritans who settled there, they experienced, you know, you know, they're, they go to Massachusetts, they go to the new world for this better life, but they, they didn't have the, you know, it was hard. They experienced a, str- a strain on resources, very cold living conditions, way colder than what they were normally used to. And basically life was very hard, very hard. And, you know, there wasn't much to do. So when the young girl started having, quote unquote, fits, mm-hmm. the local doctor, they didn't know what to blame it on. So the local doctor blamed their symptoms on the supernatural. Someone has bewitched these girls, like, you know, what was happening in Europe. And so who, you know, and thus a literal witch hunt ensued. All in all, in Salem, 25 people were killed during the Salem witch trials. 19 were executed by hanging, five died in prison, and one was crushed to death. Yikes. One of my favorite books is The Crucible. I'm not sure if you've read yes. it. I know you love to read. Oh, yeah. One yes. of my favorite yes. books. And that's- Arthur Miller. Yes. When I, yes. When I first read to that- Marilyn Monroe also. Yes. Just FYI. Good plug there. Mm-hmm. That started my obsession with witches and Halloween and spooky. Same. Oh, spooky. Time to drink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, you know, we have a trip planned in two weeks and my daughter is just like me. She's obsessed with witches. And so we're headed to Salem and I've got a couple things that uh, I'll share with you, Nikki, that are on my agenda yes, when we get please. there. Yes. First and foremost, you know, my stepson goes to school in Boston. Hi, Luke, if you're listening. And uh, it is 17 miles from Salem. So it's totally doable to do, you know, both Boston and Salem. If you take a few days, you know, we're going to be there three nights, four days. And um, I am like so stoked about the itinerary that I've planned. We're going to go see a trial reenactment. We're headed to the witch house which was Jonathan Corwin's house. He was one of the judges during the Salem witch trials. $9 per person, totally budget-friendly. We are going to visit various Hocus Pocus uh, filming locations and um, a Burying Point Salem witch trial uh, memorial. There are unmarked graves there, totally spooky. It's your turn to drink again. (laughs) You know, the Bewitched sculpture as a kid, one of my favorite shows was Bewitched and I always wanted to be Samantha. So I will totally be taking a selfie with her like a, you know, a corny tourist. We've also got a ghost tour planned. It's about an 80 minute tour. I'm totally excited about that too, because I just love uh, learning about history. Right. And tales and, you know, just kind of whether or not it's, you know, fictional and sensationalized or it's actually factual, totally piques my interest. And of course, Nikki, anybody that knows me knows that I have to shop everywhere I go. I have to shop. Yeah. We are going to America's oldest candy store and it's called the Ye Old Pepper Company. Supposedly, it's a fabulous place to get your sweets on. Okay. There's a place called Witch Picks. P-I-X, that you get to like dress up in witchy garb and it's, you know, it takes, it's like dark photos and kind of creepy, totally (laughs) up my daughter's uh, alley. There's the Coven Boutique. So if you like to, you know, dabble in t-shirts that have like witches and 
dark spooky stuff. Oh, spooky again. I swear I'm not, I'm not like planning that. It just kind of comes to mind. We are going to visit Allison's house, which is the Ropes Mansion. Mm-hmm. And one place I, I mentioned before that I love to thrift for souvenirs. It's called Witch City Thrift. And it's got a lot of really cool, like vintage antique stuff. And then there's also a store called Black Craft Salem that I'm totally um, psyched about to pick up some sweatshirts, T-shirts, souvenirs for friends and whatnot. And then the last thing I want to mention is the uh, Peabody Essex Museum. I think that is the most anticipated part of our trip. And, you know, a couple more days. I can't wait to uh, hop in the car and, and drive up. I'm excited for you. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to live vicariously through you. I was going to say, I'm going to be texting you the entire time, yes. all my photos, maybe just FaceTime yes. you and just say, look at where I am. Right. See you so in when 20- you do. Yeah. So I know that you might not, you know, just based on security, you obviously you won't like post it on social media. So yes, text me. You know, I will. <laughs> the photos so that I can live vicariously through you. And then all of you guys can see all of her photos afterwards when she gets back. Yes. Yeah. Side note, travel tip. Don't, you know, if while you're on vacation, it's probably best not to post pictures on social media yep. so that you can tell <laughs> the robbers hey, and thieves that you are at home. <laughs> come to my yep. house and, and rob me. Yes. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Side note. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. Also, I I should mention that you know this podcast is going to get released on I believe the the 29th. Tomorrow is September 30th, maybe depending on when you're listening to this. And Hocus Pocus 2 is releasing on Disney Plus on September 30th. So, I don't know if you're like me and you love the first Hocus Pocus you have to, yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to Nikki, be. <laughs> Nikki, there is a Hocus Pocus pop-up here in Long Island. Oh my goodness. And they do a phenomenal job. These actors are decked out in the garb. They sing. It's like an off-Broadway show in a restaurant. Man, and um, they've that. got cocktails, you know, that are named after characters in the movie i just i just can't wait i'm going to that and i ah, totally cannot wait for hocus pocus too because i feel like we've been waiting forever and we have you know you know that, the, corner, that movie, so. the first one came out i mean i'm a i'm a millennial the first movie came out when i was young i was that is my childhood i love that yep. movie and how many times have you watched it i mean you want to talk about a drinking game at least once <laughs> a year around Halloween time, but, you know, because it was playing on back when I was younger, ABC family, now it's freeform. Yeah. Now it's all, it's been so many different things. You know, they have the, the 30 days of Halloween and they play it multiple times. I watched it anytime it came on TV. Now that I have Disney, I actually, I actually own the movie. I bought it because I, I, I wanted to watch it, you Can't know, when it was enough. not Halloween. Yeah. So yep. yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, Bette Midler is just, just kiss. She's just, uh-huh. Stunning and amazing. And I love everything that she does. And she just is iconic Winifred Sanderson. Yeah. And I just love it. I just love it. I mean, no, no shade to to Sarah Jessica. Sarah Jessica right? Parker. And you know, I just love Bette Midler. So 
I'm excited. You will see me tweeting, not tweeting, uh, posting on social media on September 30th, my excitement. And I cannot wait to see it. So yeah, I had so much fun getting spooky with you, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Spooky, spooky, spooky. (laughs) I had to. This was fun. And honestly, like we could have kept talking for on and on. There are so many other places. This is going to be a series, I think, of all the places that because I didn't get to talk to because there's, you know, I even had a conversation with Morgan. I was like, hey, New Orleans, that's not East Coast, right? Because it's it's on the other side of the Mississippi. Yeah. So now I got it. So I've got like, now I have to do geography to figure out like, you know, okay, so all of my different locations. Well, we, you know, we also talked about that clown motel. Remember, we briefly yes. like, yeah, so we've got we've got plenty to continue this. Yes. So be on the lookout for more spooky yep. travel destinations because we're, we got more, we got more. And if you want more, we got it. So, <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much guys for taking the time to listen to the travel tidbit podcast. You can find all of our pineapple escapes agents on the web at www.pineapplescapes.com. And our site includes a link to all of our travel tidbits episodes, plus information about our agents and links to our social media. We would love to have you join our community. Also, if you would do us a huge favor and rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, we'd greatly appreciate it. Totally. Yes. (laughs) And happy Halloween. Yes. Happy Halloween. (laughs) It's almost October. I know it's September and you're like, guys, we still have like 50 days until Halloween. We get it. Still not enough time. Have you taken out your your decorations like for your home? Because I haven't, but I'm on the brink. Slowly. I have some decorations because I am the way that I am that they're- All year round? They're all, yes, yes. Like I have some, I have skull decor that- You and I are kindred spirits. (laughs) We need matching tattoos at our first trip together, okay? I bought the decor during Halloween- but because I love it so much, it is now my year-round decor. <laughs> hey. So, I yes. Think there's I, will... a, I think there's a name for that. Like, they're doing nurseries now that are, like, Gothic, you talk about, yeah. like, macabre. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. I had fun. Peace out. Thanks, Nikki. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by Pineapple Escapes travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.